I'm thankful to be with you all today. It's nice for me to get to stay here in the sanctuary every once in a while. Here we are, the last gasp of summer, the end of August. This week, Starbucks released pumpkin spice lattes, so I guess that means that fall is truly around the corner. <laughs> Can we pause for a second, and if you are near, probably over here, a parent of a school-aged child, will you turn to them and give them a pat on the back or a high five? <laughs> they deserve it. Their kids have either recently started back at school or will in the coming week or so. Good work. You survived and hopefully made wonderful memories. You cut open the popsicles, packed the pool bags, painstakingly applied the sunscreen, washed the mud out of shoes, did untold loads of laundry due to the many costume changes throughout the day. You kissed the boo-boos, itched the mosquito bites, applied the band-aids, held the peace negotiations, picked the strawberries, the blueberries, the cherries, probably not in that order. Your car is still full of summer sand. There are smudges on every window. You swam, you chauffeured, you went to the zoo, to the amusement park, to the fair. You putt-putt, you scooped the ice cream. You fed them 100 snacks per day. You went to the beach, you packed and unpacked for treks up north and beyond, prepared for camp, and truly other countless things that come along with those precious little humans. You made it. We made it. <laughs> when the calendar first came out for us to select a date to preach, I thought, I better wait till the end of summer so I won't be in the summer haze of fun. If you followed us on Facebook, you know we did a lot of things with FPCF kids. Our kids went back to school this past Monday, and I thought I'd have plenty of extra free time to slow down and really meditate on today's scripture. It did not cross my mind that perhaps I might be moving out of the summer haze, but into, uh, into the full exhaustion that comes with rerouting our family's routine to include an even longer list of things I just rattled off. But even in the midst of a deep soul tiredness that makes it so I can both laugh and cry simultaneously, today's psalm was exactly what I needed to read and hear. And I think it's what we all need to hear as we wind down the psalms of summer. Let these words shape us as we look at others and ourselves. You might not be a parent. You might not be a parent of a young child. But these words can echo in the hearts and minds of all of us this late August morning as we head into a new season. God meets us wherever we might be, and I know that many of you aren't where you want to be. Dealing with a new diagnosis and navigating what life for you and your family looks like moving forward. Trudging through the depths of a divorce process. Waiting for an answer. Mourning the unexpected and immense loss of a beloved family member or friend. Worried about the future and how you'll ever get to where you think you should be. Filled with a rage you cannot control. Figuring out how you're going to make things happen when deep down you aren't really sure 
they truly can. Carrying great shame about a past action that you cannot escape or forgive yourself for. Reliving a conversation you wish you would have had or one that didn't go the way you envisioned. On the precipice of something new, filled with the fear and hope of the unknown. Maybe you are in the midst of darkness and you have made a wrong turn and you are searching for what to do now. Maybe you're in a great spot, feeling loved and fulfilled. These words are just as much for you. Psalm 139 meets us in all of these places and wherever you find yourself this morning, because it tells us in all of these places, God is there with us. These words may come with some unease, as many of us, including myself, work diligently to create and curate an image of ourselves of what we want others to know about us. We finally comb out the messy stuff, sweep it under the rug, crop out the images of the unruly, unholy, and uncupped things that we all carry in some way. We alter our images to clear out the blemishes, smooth out the wrinkles, filter out what might be perceived by others as unacceptable, mask the stink, prop up those things that we have let fall into abandon and present the version of us we want people to know. The part of the psalm that might scare you is that God is acquainted with all of our ways. He has searched us and knows us, everything about us. Before we even speak, God knows what we are going to say. He knows our going out and our coming in. The God of David knew the David with Goliath and the David with Bathsheba. He knows the good and the bad, the holy and the unholy, the lovely and the repulsive, the kind and the wicked. God sees us for who we are, all of it. God searches us, sees us where we are, where we are, and loves us all the same. What? It doesn't seem possible. It is the prayer of my heart to love like that, to know people for who they are, where they are, and to simply love them. Psalm 139 is the most intimate look at the audacious ability we have to have a direct relationship with God. It's all right there in first person. I, me, my. Many of the other Psalms illustrate God's saving heroics in Israel's past or what the person praying sees. But Psalm 139 is the Psalm of Psalms. Here we zoom in on the microscopic and out into the cosmic to describe a God we cannot comprehend. In the beginning of this psalm, God searches us. He does not get tired of playing hide and seek. With a relentless and unconditional love, God is there all around. This is hard for us to even fathom. No matter what we do, how far we run, how unlovable, unlovable we see ourselves as, God is there looking for us. Every time we stand up or sit down, God knows. God has direct knowledge of the psalmist's actions here. When they travel by day or sleep at night, our thoughts and our words before they are even formed. What makes us who we are? Our quirks, our joys, annoying habits, silly sayings, weird rituals, things we love, things we hate. 
And all of these are known to God. God knows what we look like without the careful curation. God is involved in all of our existence. God has shaped us inside and out. If the kids of FPCF leave after all of their time here and remember even one thing, I hope that it is that they are a loved child of God. The God of Psalm 139, who is always with us, that they are precious to God, that they matter, that their voice and who they were created to be matters, that God is with them in the good, in the bad, on the easy days and the hard days, when they make a new friend or fall off the monkey bars or get pushed down on the playground, when they win the spelling bee or fail the quiz, when they go to middle school and are figuring out how they fit into things, who are they? What is important to them? In the high highs and the low lows, in the great decisions and in the really lousy ones. When high school comes around and the age of adolescence edges toward adulthood, who they surround themselves with, who they love, who they have a hard time getting along with. When pressures that mount from all sides, God loves and seeks them. Young adults, middle-aged adults, vintage adults, God loves you. Where you are today, not where you think or hope to be. Here in this pew, in this moment. The God of all creation is with you. You do not have to clean things up to have a relationship with God. You do not have to wait until the time is right. Your house doesn't need to be clean. You don't have to put on a filter to make everything look rosy and brighter. God doesn't care about the dirty laundry. God cares about you. You, right now. God loves you as you are, and not as you should be. The deepest human relationships we create happen over time, in vulnerability, through hardship and joy. The people who know us best know our true selves. There's an intimate knowing that happens when we are completely attentive to one another. God desires this relationship with you between him as creator and us as creature. God knows us now and has an ongoing love for us. He has an unlimited service plan. Psalm 139 is the deepest confession of trust we can have in God. God goes with us to the wilderness, to the valley, to the mountaintop, and all the trails in between. Not long after Jared and I were engaged, our mutual friend confided in me that Jared had shared with him that he knew I loved him almost immediately after we began dating, and I sent him on a road trip to visit a good friend in Pennsylvania. I sent him with a basket full of his favorite things. He knew that I really knew who he was. When you know someone well, you learn about what they enjoy, need, don't need, what comforts them, etc. Many of you had a front row seat to our love story and knew before we knew how things would go. To be fair, Jared and I have been close friends for many years, so maybe I had a jump start on the whole love thing. And also, just because this is going to go online and be recorded, may it be noted that he did tell me that he loved me first. <laughs> God has a front row seat to your story and knows how it plays out as well. Not to humanize God or equate human relationships with the divine transcendence, divine eminence, or omniscience of God, whose mind is impossible to grasp. Our minds are finite, and even though plenty of us like to think that we can, 
None of us can truly ever know what it's like to know all, as God does. But maybe we can welcome a vulnerability that allows others to see the real us, the unfiltered us, the us that struggles sometimes, the us that doesn't always have it all together, the us that is not a superhero all the time, the person with baggage or who has a bad day. We joked in the office this week about the live photo function on our phones that they tell us the real story of the photos we post because we know how all the things leading up to getting the, everybody looking at the camera and smiling, all the bribery and threats <laughs> and getting everybody to look at the same time. This place isn't like other churches. People here are real. I've heard this over and over from new families that have jumped into our wild, fun, and loving bunch of young families here. Not to say we don't edit or crop out things we don't want others to see, or that any, everyone feels this way, but there is an air of trust and vulnerability many of us have established over time to trust one another in the struggles life brings and center our families around a shared desire that we find here in Psalm 139. God is seeking you. God loves you right where you are. And because we love God, we walk alongside one another in celebration, hardship, loss, and the true goodness of the lives God has given us. And because God loves us, we strive to be more like him. How does this shape us? How does this change and challenge us? How can we move forward from this day rerouted by these words? What if we could see others as God sees them? What if we looked at others knowing that we don't know what God knows? Seeing them as humans who are broken, trying, struggling, mourning, thriving, addicted, lonely, celebrating, scared, sick, elitist, ageist, ableist, and all of the things, and loving them anyway. Loving them with boundaries, loving them with words, actions, and deeds. Loving them through policy, production, access, guidance, and prayer. Being God's hands and feet to those who can't see this about themselves. Loving others requires us also to love ourselves. Psalm 139 calls us to have deep compassion and care for all the people that God has formed and knit together, but perhaps we cannot do this until we have compassion for ourselves. When we give ourselves the love and grace we know God is calling us to bestow upon others, we can truly love. We must believe that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, that we are are worthy because God formed us and beheld our unformed substance. God's deep dive into our lives is exactly what many who curate the perfect gallery of life want others to know about them deeply desire. All of us, young and old, desire to be known, to be heard, to be understood, to be valued, to be cared for, to be seen, we need God's knowledge of us so that God can show us ourselves as we are, not as the world tells us we are, or the negative voice that creeps inside our heads shouting that we are unworthy. The honesty of Psalm 139 is most powerful. It provides us a reflection of who we truly are, not who we present ourselves to be. We are fearfully made. 
We are wonderfully made. We are hemmed in behind and before. God desires to have a deep relationship with every one of us. God knows us better than we know ourselves. The scope of God's love and care for us is unlimited. Because God loves us, we are called to love others, even those the world has deemed unlovable. The people who don't agree with you, the people who don't act like you, who don't talk like you, the people who are overlooked, the people who are rude, and frankly, the people you can't stand. When we peel away the barriers, the filters, the Photoshop, the edits, God loves us all, formed us all, seeks us all, searches for us all, surrounds us all, is bigger than us all, and is ever-present with us all. Know that you are deeply loved by the creator of the universe, that whatever it is you carry or filter out of your life's photos, God formed you, loves you, and goes with you wherever your life takes you. May we all strive to love as God loves. Thanks for listening this week. The First Presbyterian Church of Flint is an historic downtown congregation proudly part of the Presbyterian Church USA, the largest Presbyterian denomination in the United States. You can learn more about us at fpcf.org. You can check out our weekly live stream broadcasts on our channel on YouTube. But better yet, you can stop by any Sunday at 10.30 a.m. to worship with us. We would love to welcome you and your family to worship. Have a great week.